Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 195 is entitled, Argument for the Existence of God. What is real? As eternal children of God, we are expected to see, not just through our eyes of jelly, which merely serve as a camera lens, interpreted by the brain, but through the eyes of our understanding, seen both by the heart and the brain, but perceived by the Spirit and interpreted by the Holy Ghost. Clearly, we all have a divine nature. We are of equal birthright, with infinite lives. We are all brothers and sisters. However, because of the veil drawn over our minds, causing us to forget our former home, and prisoners to our flesh, we must redefine who we really are. What once we saw through spiritual eyes, we now see only through a looking glass, which magnifies our flaws and obscures our beauty. Tragically, too often, rather than define ourselves, we allow others to define who we are, using earthly criteria of classification and division. We are to the world as insects to a scientist classified and divided and pinned to a wall and labeled for the world to see. With the weight of tradition, we allow them to put us in our place. Their criteria are false based on prejudice and the arrogance of pride. But opposition is essential, or we would be like dead things. Earth is the perfect training ground, designed for the purpose of helping us to know who we really are. Without all three realities, the temporal, the spiritual, and the philosophical, governed by conditional law, we cannot experience in full free will, freedom, agency, and liberty. Only through the exercise of free will can we know who we really are. Temporal reality and spiritual reality are imposed upon us by absolute law. Truth lies only in temporal and spiritual reality. In other words, temporal and spiritual law. Philosophical reality, on the other hand, is based upon our perceptions of who we are. It is based upon our experiences, our culture, our environment, our beliefs, our traditions, our social interactions, our learning, logical constructs, desires, emotions, drives, lusts, ambitions, opinions, language, possessions, commerce, literature, and on and on. The first challenge in a world governed by temporal laws, spiritual laws, and man-made laws is how to maintain our liberty. The greatest assault on man is the assault against his free will. Everything appears bent on taking away our liberty. Everyone else appears to know what is best for us. It is in man's base nature to want to control others. The evidence is ubiquitous. We are choked by a surfeit of man-made laws designed to force us to obey the will of others. How quickly power turns into control. 
and unlimited power turns into unlimited control. For the greater good is the devil's motto. Satan is a jailer, and many people voluntarily walk into his prison and slam the doors behind them, like Shakespeare's Caliban shouting, Freedom, freedom, heyday, freedom. Only when man-made laws are in perfect harmony with physical laws and spiritual laws can perfect liberty be achieved. Liberty is a mortal matter only. Free will, freedom, and agency are eternal matters. Absolute truth, not man's perceptions of truth, rules the hereafter. Truth is knowledge of reality based on absolute laws. Truth is knowledge of the past, the present, and the future of things as they really were, as they really are, and as they really will be. We were sent to earth to find truth. In heaven as spirits, of course, we found truth everywhere. However, without opposition, we could not comprehend truth. We were like fish in water trying to define water without comprehending what water was. Only on earth does philosophical reality compete with temporal reality and spiritual reality. As water bends light and distorts the image, making things appear larger than life, so does philosophical reality bend truth and distort reality, making important things appear small and unimportant things appear large. It is because we can create a philosophical reality that we have freedom and agency. We actually have the power to create a reality based upon our desires because of a rich imagination aided by the senses, the emotions, the mind, the heart, the will, and the freedom and agency given to us by the independent set of laws that govern our world. We have the ability to exalt the trivial, like images on a screen, making them seem of greater importance than they are. We also have the ability to take dreams and turn them into reality. Only those who bring their philosophical reality in line with temporal reality and spiritual reality can have a fullness of light and truth. Temporal law and spiritual law are the standards of judgment by which our reality should be measured. It seems to me that nothing is more important than finding out who we really are. Truth is the only reality. All men have physical senses, so they can perceive reality according to their own paradigm. I like the word paradigm because it suggests that in fluid earth we create our reality, and then that reality shapes us. We are made of the melting elements of this liquid earth and can harden into a false reality. The senses communicate with the brain, and the brain constructs our reality. However, it is our spirit, our immortal intelligence, not our brain that understands truth. Truth and reality are one. Agency, which is governed by good and evil, lies in our ability to follow our own perceptions of right and wrong, or good and evil. Our philosophical or metaphysical reality is what we make of it according to the desires of our heart. We are judged by God according to our desires, manifested by our works. The absolute standard of judgment is law. Law does not vary. The law of justice is the absolute standard of all laws. It is the standard that governs all laws. The law of mercy, brought about by the atonement of Christ, which we call grace, is the ability that the Son of God has to forgive us for our sins committed in our metaphysical reality, by which we govern our lives. 
and to bring us in line with the absolute standards of justice which govern the eternal kingdom of God. To receive a fullness of grace, we must, to the best of our ability, obey the standards of truth established by the commandments of God and endure to the end. Agency depends upon moral laws. Our paradigm, or the reality that we create for ourselves by which we govern our behavior, is strongly influenced by environment, traditions, government, laws, social pressures, peer pressures, education, reason, desires, appetites, lusts, religion, movies, media, home, family, wealth, friends, experiences, etc. We call it reality, but it is only our perceptions of reality. For example, those who consider wealth, power, fame, accolades, plaques, or positions as a measure of self-worth will find those will canker and rust and dissolve to the dust when we leave this life. What then will measure our worth in the afterlife? It will be the moral standards which governed our lives. Those are governed by the absolute laws of God. Moral relativity will betray us in the afterlife. Those who align their conscience to moral relativity rather than to absolute truth will find the judgments of God in the final reckoning not to their liking. We will be judged by our works according to the laws of God, not by the fluid standards of an ever-evolving society. We will be punished by those laws that we knowingly violated as well as by those laws that we could have learned but willfully ignored. Designed ignorance does not excuse us from the consequences of law. We can fool ourselves, we can fool others, but we cannot fool God. When we face God, we will have to account for the discrepancy between our philosophical reality and the reality based on absolute law. Our philosophical reality is based upon the desires of our heart and it is our heart by which we will be judged as manifested by our works. Words reveal passions. Works reveal desires. Sometimes in this life we get what we want. Always in this life we get what we desire. Daily we punch a clock to achieve our wants. But second by second, minute by minute, day by day, week by week, month by month, and year by year, we enslave ourselves to our desires. To be in the world is to learn the laws of the world, whether of a temporal or spiritual nature. To be of the world is to indulge in the sins of the world through violation of those laws, to choose to follow the philosophies of man. We have temporal and spiritual laws, therefore we have free will. We have a soul which is comprised of a spirit made in the image of God and a physical body made after the likeness of God. Therefore, we have internal conflict, the natural man versus the spiritual man. We also live in a world whose deviations of morality and variety of philosophies beckon. Adding to our dilemma, Christ admonished us to be in the world, but not of the world. Truth is found in the world because of the law of opposition. Truth is not found of the world because as we follow our carnal natures rather than our spiritual, or the natural man rather than the spiritual man, we fall prey to spiritual entropy, disease, death, decay, darkness, ignorance, sin, misery, and captivity. Truth is to have a perfect knowledge of law, both temporal and spiritual, but we live in a world that doesn't always value truth. 
In our world, seeking truth can be very difficult. It takes courage to be a Christian. One's testimony of truth is often ridiculed. In some cases, standards for truth can decrease professional and social opportunities. History is full of examples of heroes and heroines who stood for truth against great odds. The challenge is to first seek for truth, study, ponder, deduce, analyze, pray, and then quietly live according to the truth discovered. Inscribed on the Grecian temple of Apollo at Delphi were the famous words, Know thyself. It seems simple to say, but it is difficult to know oneself. We came here to earth to discover who we really are. That is why so much opposition is necessary. Only under stress can we discover our true natures. The great challenge of man is to keep his philosophical reality in harmony with absolute truth. There is true liberty. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.